0: These are the KC Tapes. You, man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on KC, the longest running rock station in the country. Welcome to episode 91 of the KC Tapes. And I'm John Hewlett. There's the mighty Favaz. Hello, John. Today we're going to do a Favaz interview that he did with
1: former Creed lead singer Scott Stapp. Scott Stapp. Interesting guy. Um, I think the first time I interviewed him, and I remember this, John. I was in Gary Bennett's old studio in the uh, the Annex building, mm-hmm. and it was the morning after a, a an award show where Cree did very well. You know, and and I can't remember yeah. if, Grammy. I don't think it was the Grammys.
0: I think because they mi- did win a Grammy for Arms of Water, but well, Wide Open. It yeah.
1: might have been American Music Awards. Um, I'm not sure. And uh, Scott Stapp was. Uh, you know, he was kind of groggy. Not that he, you know, he didn't, he could have been hung over. I'm not sure. But I remember that was the first time I interviewed him and Creed was on top of the world. Then They were just such a big band. And now this interview, which uh, if I had to guess the year and I don't have the year written down on it was, uh, you know, after 2008, 2009, I'm not sure. And he had already left the band, I believe. And, uh, Creed only put out three records. Yeah, That's the weirdest part about the whole thing. And they were a lot like Nickelback. They were looked at, hey, you know, because they, they had a lot of success early mm-hmm. on. And and people just kind of uh, poo pooed them, if you will. Yeah. Like they do Nickelback.
0: Yeah, all of a sudden the critics just hated them. Yeah. You know? They busted on the scene, had that first uh, big album go, re- go really well for them. And then they got tons of airplay and then people started hating on them.
1: Yeah, and uh, people always would compare Scott Stapp to Eddie Vedder of Pearl Jam—that he would sing real low and and, yeah. and all that. I mean, it was just—I uh, don't know. I, I, between you and I, they—they they have one of our favorite songs uh, with arms wide open. Yeah, I
0: mean, he's got a baritone baritone voice, so he's mm-hmm. he's going to be in lower register. Right. He's going to sing lower. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Some people just, uh, whatever reason, they want to. I just want to be negative on, on things. I, th- I thought they put out some good rock songs, too. I did, too. You know? I did Higher too. is a great song. Uh, my Sacrifice. Yes,
1: yes. There are lots of good Creed songs. Yeah. And uh, like I said, With Arms Wide Open was, I think, when my 16-year-old son was born, that, that song meant the world to me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. uh, because that was basically when his son, w- which I think his name is Jagger, it he, is. It, his son was born, he, you know, we welcome you with uh, into the world with arms wide open. So yeah. it was cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, that song, as I mentioned, won a Grammy for them, for yeah. him, him and uh, Mark Tremonti, I think both wow. uh, were the writers on that.
1: So he's supporting a uh, solo record, I think, on this uh, interview. So uh, we'll see what it has. Hey, with me on the phone is Scott Stapp, who has not been on Casey, I bet you, since... um, Scott, I'm guessing maybe 98 or 97, something like that. It's been a long time, my friend.
2: Yeah, man, it's been a while. I'm anxious to get back, brother.
1: So Scott is uh, talking to me today because of a couple things. First of all, you're doing an acoustic tour that will uh, come to St. Louis and play at the Bottleneck Blues Bar at Ameristar on Thursday, April 7th. Now, Scott... The Creed songs were always very singable for dudes. I can only imagine that an acoustic show with you, uh, the crowd must be louder than you, I would think, sometimes.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. They, uh, they, they sing those songs at the top of their lungs, man, and it, and it definitely uh, is it, it, an amazing thing to hear. And, and uh, it's, it's, it just, it's just a humbling experience, to say the least.
1: So, Scott, uh, for this acoustic tour, um, I mean, everybody's going to be expecting to hear some Creed songs. And you have an acoustic record or you have a record coming out later this year or in 2012, a solo record? Oh, so it was
0: 2011. 2011. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, he always intimidated me, too. He has a violent nature about himself. He does.
1: So to When he was using. You, when he was using, he did.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, Maybe even I And mean, I think I that's know. what caused it, you yeah. know.
2: Uh, I'm uh, in the process of, of figuring out that date right now with the record company, but uh, I'm very excited about it. You know, it's a, it's a record I've been working on for about four years, and, and uh, you know, in, in hindsight, looking back at it, has really uh, been just, a, you know, a, a, an autobiography of, of, of my journey through life, man, and the highs and lows over the last four years.
1: Right on. Yes. Yeah, it's quite
0: a few lows. <clears throat> yep. I mean, I think you tried to commit suicide.
1: I think he did i mean highs and lows it, it doesn't get any more descriptive than his life yeah i mean he was on top of the world he was on the bottom of the world mm-hmm. um but but when you do play this acoustic set you there will be plenty of creed correct oh yeah most definitely uh you know i play the the creed tunes that
2: that the fans have have uh, come to know and appreciate and and uh my first solo record and uh definitely some songs that will be on my new record Right on. I didn't get the fans' feedback on
1: that, we're talking to Scott Stapp of Creed. And uh, Scott, um, let's see, Alter Bridge is doing their thing right now, and of course that features a couple of your uh, bandmates in Creed. And what, what's the latest on Creed? I hear 2012 something, maybe, right? Yeah, man,
2: we've been uh, we've been talking about it, and uh, it looks like uh, late in 2012 we'll be. Uh putting out another record uh, to follow up uh, the record we put they, out. They
0: did put out a record then, didn't they? Yeah, I think um, I think there's four albums. There were three in a row.
1: And they then, did the three, and then they broke up.
0: Then there was a break, and then maybe a fourth one.
2: 2009
1: called Full Circle. Right, right, which had uh, some really good st- stuff yeah. on that. Uh, huh. Well, Full Circle came out, they say here, in 2009, so... Is there? There was no new record because if this interview was in 2011 and they were going to get it together at the end of 2012 and put out a record, they never did. They never did. <laughs> they never so did. So there were only three total. So there was four total. Oh, okay. And yeah. a Full Circle came out in 2009. Okay. Um, so when you got back together for that record and that tour after being apart for so long, was it easy or was it a little uh, weird at first? You know, it it was it was definitely weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we had
2: all gone on uh, separate paths and, and uh, been through a lot of stuff uh, during that, that uh, run that Creed had. But, uh, you know, we just got straight to the music, man, and, and, and that's what it's all about. And that's one thing that we always did well within our relationship was uh, write music and communicate through music. And it and brought a lot of healing and, and enabled us to, to kind of get through some of the baggage of the past and, and put it out on a record and, and move forward.
1: And uh, so everything is just... Cool now between everybody in the band
2: you know we definitely progressed
1: That's a no <laughs> <laughs> he took a deep breath first and then he answered that yeah. uh
2: you know it, it, it's never going to be like it was or, or at least not at this point like it was in 1997 but we're definitely in a place where we enjoy making music together
0: okay so that was the first segment of this interview it's a two-part interview favaz did mm-hmm. with scott Stapp. let's get on to part two now
2: to be in denial and, and I definitely was there even when I was watching myself act like an idiot on TV. Um, and I feel for the guy. Uh, you know, he's he's had to come to grips with something that n- nobody really wants to come to grips with. And that's that's the fact that, that they're an alcoholic. or They, they can't. They don't want to be different. You know, What is he
1: talking about here? I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. I wish uh, for, for whatever reason that interview was clipped <clears throat> right there. Um, I'm not sure. Could be talking about himself.
2: I know I didn't want to be different than anybody else I didn't want to you know admit that I couldn't handle my alcohol and, and, and had addictive personality traits and and it's it's uh, it's something that's hard to wrap your arms around and, and uh, feel for the guy but I also you know don't know you know if, if I know all the details and and I don't really want to comment on anything except that you know I, I hope that he gets the help that he needs and, and sometimes you got to get humbled tremendously before you're willing to accept and surrender,
1: and uh, I know that definitely was the case for me. Hmm. I wonder. I wonder if he was talking about Scott Weiland hmm. at the Maybe, time, because Maybe he, did he did
0: replace did... Scott Weiland in that uh, in that one group. No,
1: didn't he? Nope. <clears throat> you mean in uh, Velvet Revolver? No. In no. Uh, Stone Temple smaller... Pilots?
0: No, some other smaller group. I thought it was Scott Weiland. Maybe it was somebody else.
1: But he could be talking about him. I'm not sure. Just briefly, Scott, and I I don't mean to delve into your personal business, but when you started to get... Don't punch me. (laughs) We were on the phone. (laughs) Between Did somebody, like... Next time I see you. Do an intervention on you? I mean, what what made you finally decide, I need to straighten up? Well, I tell you, there there was
2: an intervention done on me in 2005, but I tell you... You know, two weeks after after that had that was done, and I went to a uh, a rehab facility. Uh, you know, I called a limo to pick me up early and went and got a six pack of beer. <laughs> uh, I just I just wasn't ready, um, and and you yeah, know that's why I said sometimes you know it's a it's a process in, in which you've got to really be woken up and humbled, and and uh, you know hopefully it it won't take you know what happened to me. It was essentially losing everything. Uh, in order for your eyes to open and 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 really take a hard look at yourself and and uh, you know that's
1: that's what ended up happening to me. Right on, hmm. uh, Scott. I think you wrote one of the best songs ever, really, especially for those of us that are parents uh, with arms wide open. Um, that was written. Was that that was your first child, right? That you wrote about?
2: Yeah, that was uh, that was Jagger, uh, my first son,
1: who's now twelve years old. Wow, how about that? So. um... Do you remember, uh, I'm just... What did he say? He said his son, Jagger, who is now 12 years old. who is now 12, okay. Mm Because it is such a great song and so many people can relate to it. Do you remember where you were when you wrote it, how it came about? Was it after he was born or before?
2: It was, uh, before he was born and, and, uh, I'll never forget that place. We were in, uh, in Pittsburgh, uh, at, at a, I believe it was, uh, Oh, I can't remember the exact name of the club, but it was it was a show in Pittsburgh, and, and uh, Mark was fiddling around on guitar at Soundcheck, and, and he started playing this metal, melody, which is, you know, the guitar part for Arms Wide Open now, and, and I just felt inspired, man, and went up on stage, and we did what we do best, you know, we vibed off each other, and I just started singing, and then we looked at each other when it was over and said, let's do that again, that's a song, and uh, and that song was born.
1: Wow. Yeah. that That... I love stories like that, man. So it was just kind of a,
0: a riff thing off, yeah. the, off the top of their heads initially, and then they turned it into something.
1: Mark Tremonti came up with one part. He came up with the others. Yeah, and won you a know? Grammy with it. Yeah. Amazing.
2: It, it, it's just the magic that Tremonti and I share together that, that uh, you know, I've learned that, that I'll never find anywhere else. Uh, that's a, a writing relationship that, that was made in heaven, and, and I'm forever grateful for
1: it. Do you uh, will you, can you just let us know? Will you probably be doing that song on your solo acoustic tour? Oh, most definitely. Right on. Most definitely. Okay. Yeah, man. All right. Now, so, he's
0: he's a religious guy too, right? I mean, is he? Some, uh, of, some of the some of the songs had religious themes to them.
1: That was uh, yeah, it was attributed to him. I I've never thought of Creed or him. As a religious guy, as a well, what you know, what they call a Jesus freak or mm-hmm. whatever, I just I yeah. I don't know. I haven't. Scott Stapp of Creed, um, uh, a solo record later this year, uh, Creed record next year. Once again, April 7th Not is really. the date at uh, Ameristar, the Bottleneck Blues Bar. You'll love that club. And um, Scott Stapp, a solo acoustic um, that night, and it's going to be great. And get your vocal cords ready because uh, you're going to have to try to out-sing Scott. Scott, thanks for uh, joining us today on Casey, and uh, we'll see you on the 7th, my friend.
2: Brother, and uh, you know, I'm humbled by
1: the, the response to the shows, and I look forward to seeing everybody. There All right, you there you go. There you go, with with arms wide open, playing in the background.
0: I got to admit, I always <laughs> thought that he would harm himself in some way. I did too. Did you think he was setting himself up to be uh, one of those rock stars that ended up taking their own life? And yeah, hopefully not. And you know, we've certainly seen it to happen to others who we never suspected. Mm-hmm. So you never know what's going on in a person's mind. But he seemed to be heading in that direction. Hopefully it won't happen. It's 2020. He's doing all right.
1: Yeah. I mean, he there there were crazy stories about him when he was yeah. when he was uh being an alcoholic and and doing whatever and uh I think he had his kids taken away from him. He couldn't see his kids for a while. Mm-hmm. And um you know, everything is is good now. I mean, he was 12 years old when when uh, his oldest son. So uh what the kid is now like 21 years old. Yeah. You know, so uh, you know, he's hopefully got a good relationship with him and his other children and it's yeah. all good now so
0: all right there you go that's uh episode 91 of the casey tapes i'm john eulett you can follow me on twitter at stl man on instagram i'm john Hewlett.
1: and i'm favaz and i'll see you around
0: take care amf the casey tapes with you man and favaz for more on the history of casey go to kc 95com or the casey mobile app